Are you a business owner or entrepreneur who's had great success in the business world? And now you want to launch a speaking career to share your message with the world. If that's you, then listen up. 25-year speaking industry veteran Brett Ridgway has released his latest special report, Three Key Things Entrepreneurs Must Master to Build a Profitable Speaking Business. To pick up your copy, go to brettridgeway.com forward slash freebie. Welcome to the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgway, where you'll learn the keys to building a profitable speaking business from speaking industry pros. Each week, we interview a great guest who will share his or her speaking journey, identify what their keys to success have been, and highlight some critical mistakes they've made along the way that you'll want to avoid. Be sure to visit our website at spotlightonspeaking.com. And while you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, sit back, tune in, and get ready to meet this week's guest. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Spotlight on Speaking Show, the podcast that shines a light on exceptional speakers and their expertise. I'm your host, Brett Ridgway, and I'm excited this week to welcome in Laura Templeton, who's an outstanding speaker and the best-selling author of 30 Second Success, Ditch the Pitch and Start Connecting. She's also a consultant with a remarkable talent for brand communications and client attraction. With her extensive experience in sales training, personal development, and networking, Laura is a true expert in helping business owners and professionals connect with more clarity, confidence, and compassion. Laura's speaking skills are truly captivating as she effortlessly, easy for me to say, effortlessly engages audiences with her dynamic and authentic approach. Through her highly personalized guidance, she emboldens individuals to create powerful brand messages that resonate with their target audience ultimately driving meaningful connections and business growth. Join us as we dive into Laura's wealth of knowledge and discover how she helps her clients master the art of brand communication and client attraction. Get ready to gain valuable insights and elevate your speaking skills. Welcome Laura Templeton to the Spotlight on Speaking Show. Thank you so much for having me, Brett. It's wonderful to be here with you today. All right, so you you're you're a speaker and you're an author both so which was first were you the speaker that decided they needed to write a book or an author who said i need to get out there and speak to promote my book i think the speaking part came first it's really interesting that you asked that question and um what i started doing was teaching very early on in my in my career i love i love educating audiences i love working with audiences and kind of uh stumbled my way into 30 second success which was fun so how many years are we going back to that that speaking career began and what was your topic when you first jumped on that stage well um 30 second success is about eight and a half years old but prior to that i had about 15 years in direct sales and network marketing and i always found myself on stage at different conferences and events and even training opportunities, doing workshops for a lot of the people in my network. I'm always, always the consummate trainer, teacher. It's kind of like my heart's calling, I'm assuming, because when my kids, my kids were young and went to school, I went with them. And then I homeschooled for a few years. So there's just that, you know, that inherent ability to teach. And, and I love sharing knowledge with, with my audiences, which is so much fun. So Laura, in my mind, there are three types of speakers. One is the keynote presenter, 
obviously paid a fee to go and speak to a corporation or an association. The second is what I call the platform seller. So they go up and deliver content and then promote some type of service or product on the back end. And then the third is what I would just call a business builder speaker. It could be a chiropractor, a financial planner, whatever, who just speaks to local groups to make them aware of what they have. And then hopefully they'll come in, you know, when they have that particular need for that type of service, come to that particular person. So so which of those arenas do you fall in? And, and if it's more than one, which one do you like the best? I would have to say, it's interesting that you asked that question because I think, you know, the the foundation, one of the things that I'm really working on building my authority in is the keynote speaking space, because I love talking about being able to, to come from a place of love and compassion and that we are all inherent people, uh, you know, that nature is to be givers, right? And to, to serve other people. So talking a lot about that from the perspective of the keynote. But one of the things that I've started doing again recently was doing workshops and, and I'm, it's a blast teaching from, you know, doing workshops, doing live workshops with a group of uh, folks that are interested in, in really elevating their, their brand communications and attracting more clients. And I've even actually stepped into the college arena and I've done some workshops for Penn State University around that early career, you know, the students going off, you know, leaving college, going into career and how to position themselves well for that, that branding, right? How do they brand themselves? How do they make that first impression. So I find myself getting back into doing more workshops, which is great because then obviously that leads to those individual clients that want to go a little bit deeper. Well, I've talked with several guests recently, Laura, that are consider themselves more of a, a trainer, you know, doing workshop type events rather than, you know, speaking at conferences or whatever. So are you doing these workshops virtually or in person? And What's the specific focus of them? Yeah. So my workshops are really the specific focus is just like what I do when I speak from stage. When you know when I'm doing a keynote, I'm I'm talking about that branding, right? Okay. My core message is what what's your 30-second message? You know, what is your what is and you know, we talk about the elevator speech, you know, all these years we've talked about the elevator speech and how important it is, especially when it comes to networking and, and engaging with other people. Um, but one of the biggest things that I'm talking about, and, and the, the fact that I love doing workshops and, and doing the, the training side of things, can bring that component to the stage as well. Very easily transition from, you know, the virtual presentations where I'm actually, most of my presentations have been virtual lately. And what I love about that is it gives me more opportunity to, to, to present workshops dynamically, right? I can bring a lot of elements and I can go a little bit longer. Um, there's there's just the visual aids that are available, which are really helpful when you are doing virtual as opposed to an in-person workshop. Not to say that I don't like doing in-person. It just seems like a lot of organizations and a lot of, you know, even the, at the university level, they're seeing the advantage of doing virtual. So when the pandemic hit a few years ago, how did you transition your business from in-person events to virtual? And what did you have to do differently to make that effective for you? Oh my goodness. That was, that was a very difficult time for me. Um, I have to admit that I was, I was the person who was all about in-person networking. I love, I'm a hugger. I love the in-person networking, shaking hands, meeting people, getting to know people, building that relationship and the referral side of things when it, when it's, when you're networking and you're in person, even from, you know, working from 
being on stage and, and talking to the people on the, at the side of the stage and, and connecting with people in the room was what I was really about. And right before the pandemic hit, I launched my book, 30 Second Success, Ditch the Pitch and Start Connecting. So can you imagine like writing a book about your 30 second message and how to network effectively, how to build relationships, and then all of a sudden we're in lockdown mode three months after I launched my book. Mm -hmm. So I had to very quickly figure out how to make that shift to virtual. And I, I have to admit, I was very uncomfortable. I could not figure out how to engage with people, how to how to read body language, you know, that's one of, that was part of, you know, what I was so used to being in a room with people, you can read their body language, you can, you know, tell if they're nervous, you can, you can get a, a better feel for who they are when you feel their energy. And I really struggled with that, too, but I figured it out. I think we all figured it out over time. Like, okay, it's here to stay. Zoom's here to stay. And now to be honest with you, I network, I work, you know, on a global scale. So I am, I'm on Zoom calls two, three times a week with people all over the world. And, you know, a lot of my workshop attendees come from different parts of the world. So it's amazing to experience the personalities of the people that are coming into the room. And I think that's a big advantage that we've had. It's, it's a forced advantage that we now have and we all get to experience is that global that global relationship that we have because now the reach that I have and the, and the clients that I'm working with, I have a, a you know, an international audience. You know, it was, it's, you know, as an international speaker at this point in time, as I've been able to speak through Zoom, it's been an, an incredible journey just to experience every all the shifts and the changes. And you have to be willing to shift with it, right? Yeah. I think the willingness, there were a number of folks that I, I watched just literally shut down because they didn't want to make the shift. They, you know, they wanted to stay local. They wanted to network in their small communities. They didn't want to be exposed to a global community. And, you know, it just affected their businesses differently. All right. So you talk about, Laura, doing workshops and speaking virtually and speaking in person and all that. So how do people find you now? How do you get your gigs? So a lot of my gigs have come through my network, right? And, you know, the, how I found... Uh, Penn State University was from some promotions that I was doing. So I'm talking a lot about my book on LinkedIn. One of the one of the um, academics from from Penn State University reached out to me. She was interested in learning more about my book. Asked me to come and do a workshop for her. So depends on where you're promoting yourself. There's organizations that you can promote yourself through as well that are associated. You know, Women Speakers Association. There's Innovation Women. There's National Speakers Association. There's a lot of opportunity to reach out, but the biggest thing I find for me, it's through my network. A lot of the people that I speak with, um, I was referred to the conference that I did recently, a Sipology conference for a network marketing company called Sipology came through a referral. And it was somebody who had read my book, recommended me for the conference. I had a conversation with the conference, uh, the folks that were running the conference, and I wound up not only doing the keynote for them, but I also did a workshop for their leadership team. So being able to have those, because it was a leadership team who had recommended me for the conference. So. All right. So when you speak, what in your mind, Laura, makes for a successful keynote presentation? What are, what are your biggest tips for success to an aspiring speaker who wants to get into the keynote world? 
Biggest thing, you know, I, I've gone through some very serious training with an organization called Heroic Public Speaking, Michael Port, his group. They've been amazing. Uh, they've been an amazing support system, especially through COVID. We were just finishing up my grad program when COVID hit. So I had to wait a few, you know, few years to actually get my, my speaker reel completed. Um, so, but I think having all the parts in place, right? Making sure that you are speaking from a place of authority, that you see yourself as as someone who delivers um, life-changing content, right? You know, having an impact on your audience and making sure that it, it is very focused on a real intentional message. One of the things that I found um, through the whole process of doing this training that I did through Heroic Public Speaking was that there were, I didn't realize how big my message was. Hmm. And I think, you know, in the humility of the work that we do as speakers and and being in service of others, because when you, especially when you're speaking from stage, you're putting yourself out there to the world, right? Sometimes we don't see the bigger message in the work that we do, right? I really used to focus on that 30 second message, but then I started realizing the impact that it was having on the people around once they had that clarity and I saw them for who they were and were a, was able to help draw out what they truly did from a heart of service and how they helped their clients. And then taking that into my keynote message and helping people understand how clarity, speaking from a place of clarity, confidence, and compassion, but more importantly, that we are all born to be in a place of service, right? Having a heart of service and and coming from a place of love and compassion when we are speaking and connecting with other people and the impact that can have on other people's lives. And as speakers, a lot of times I don't think we see the magnificence of the work that we do, the depth of it, until we really kind of take ownership of what's really, what the transition is, right? What's the transformation that we're providing for audience. So understanding the transformation that you bring to the audience and, and making it focused and intentional. I've been, I don't know about you, but I've been, I've sat in a few audiences where I felt like there was so much information coming at me. And that's, that's the difference of the teaching as opposed to the speaking. Um, when I'm teaching, obviously it's, it's a different framework and there's there's a lot more depth to it right because there's there's note taking there's education there's all those key components but when you're speaking from stage it's what is that one thing that you really want people to carry away with them that they can implement into their lives and it can make a difference so you've talked about impact several times laura how do you measure that you're having the impact that you in your mind want to have going into an event because obviously sometimes that transformation isn't instantaneous with people. Well, I think the, the impact that you have with the audience is very obvious when you have people coming to you after an event or even prior when at the beginning of an event, Oh my gosh, I've read your book. It's made such an impact, you know, or somebody comes up to you after at the, at the end of an event, you know, they, they, Come up to the side of the edge side of the stage and and speak with you regarding your your talk and ask if you can deliver it elsewhere. That's where the measurement comes in, right? Because if I'm making an impact and I'm making an impression on my audience and they come to me and say, "Oh my gosh, I love what you just shared. Can you come to my company and share the same thing?" 
Okay, it's great. that side of the stage, you know, the stage side referrals that mm -hmm. really help you understand the measurement of what you're able to do. Or somebody else reaches out to you and says, my, somebody that I know was at your event recently, I'd love to have you come to speak to my group. That's the kind of, you know, that's the that's a good measurement of the impact that you're having. All right, very good. I have a couple other questions I want to ask you, Lord, but before we do, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur who's had great success in the business world and now you want to launch a speaking career to share your message with the world? If that's you, then listen up. 25-year speaking industry veteran Brett Ridgway has released his latest special report, Three Key Things Entrepreneurs Must Master to Build a Profitable Speaking Business. To pick up your copy, go to breadridgeway.com forward slash freebie. And we are back with the Spotlight on a Speaking Show. And my guest for this episode is Laura Templeton. Now, Laura, you're the author of, again, the book, Ditch the Pitch and Start Connecting, 30-Second Success. And so I want to dive into the book a little bit now, if we could, and maybe share two or three or four or however many you feel like tips from the book to get the results that you want from networking. Thank you for asking that, Brett. I really appreciate that. My book was specifically written to help people that network and really want to take their networking to the next level. But more importantly, it was designed to help people understand that there's a very simple formula. You don't need to be afraid to do your 30-second message. It's really not that hard. What happens is most people um, who struggle with their 30-second message and delivering a real clear 30-second message, number one, they're not they're not trained to network or to know what the what the simple steps are to be able to present yourself well. And the other piece is that they may not have a deep understanding of who their ideal client is. So my book takes you through the process of understanding who your ideal client is, because that's the very first step in, in understanding how to market yourself. The formula that I teach people is technically it's marketing 101. Once you learn the formula, you realize that every 30 second commercial on television follows the same format. Now, I learned it years ago from network marketing. We did a tremendous amount of training in that, you know, in that field. They train you up really well on how to build relationships. It's relationship marketing. Mm -hmm. And by understanding how who your ideal client is, who you're trying to connect with, your message becomes inherently more clear. But you, there is a very simple formula that you can follow. And I learned it from Brian Tracy. It's nothing that I created on my own. It's just a, a formula that I learned. And then I took it and used it and figured out how to make it work for me. So I teach other people how to do the same thing. It's That's that's how I started 30 Seconds to Stop. Because I watched too many people in my network fall apart when it came time to do the 30-second message. So I started teaching other people how to do their message. And then word got out that I was teaching people how to do their message. And I started getting asked to speak at other groups. When the, so the book takes you through the formula. It's a four-part formula. It's, you know, but once you understand who your ideal client is, you can then create a formula that really focuses on attracting those ideal clients to you. And that's when I talk about client attraction being so important in your business. All right. So you and I were talking before the show, Laura, uh, about your book. And I believe you have a, they can get a preview chapter or something somewhere. So where, where can they take a peek at what you have? Yeah, they can go on 30secondsuccess.com and download a preview chapter right on my website. So there's a pop-up that'll show up. 
Um, and then it's available on Amazon and, and a lot of other book resellers uh, or sellers have it as well. So Barnes and Noble, Amazon.com. It's easy enough to find. And, and there's a lot of really great content and information that's in there. And and the simple, the simple thing about it is it helps you understand how to create that 30-second message. It takes you through step-by-step step on how to create the 30-second message. I have, and then there, you're, you get an invite to the Facebook group as well. So if you want to get some feedback on your message, but more importantly, it takes you through understanding how to build relationships, how to nurture your network, how, what's the, what's the real benefit of networking? So a lot of times the networking side of business is just as difficult for people who, um, who are putting themselves out there on a regular basis. And yet they, they feel like they fumble when it comes to having conversations with folks around, you know, their business and, and having those intentional conversations that invite people in to get to know them. Well, I've often said, Laura, that relationships are your number one business asset. It's not your physical plan. It's not your logo or whatever. It's the people that know you and the people that you know. And if you're not doing anything to nurture relationships, then you're, in front in, in honesty probably killing your business so i want to i want to talk for a couple minutes laura about mistakes because this is this is a barrier soul portion of the program so share somewhere along the way maybe a mistake that you made as a speaker that was embarrassing at the time but a good lesson for you that you would highly advise an aspiring speaker not to make um, I think the biggest thing that happened for me was I tried to stuff too much information into one presentation. Mm -hmm. And just like your 30 second message, when you get that glazed look over someone's eyes and you just want to keep talking, um, that can happen when you put too much information into your presentations. So again, you know, making sure that like it for me, it was just, I literally, it was almost like, I felt like I, I ran out of time. I ran out of time and I was, I was like halfway through. And, and that was very, that was kind of the catalyst for me uh, stepping into saying yes to heroic public speaking, getting the right training to help me understand that there is a format, right? There is a, a measurement of time and there is a way to simplify what you're putting out there in a way that's extremely impactful and deliverable every time. So there's a common phrase in the speaking world that, you know, the mind can only absorb what the butt can endure. So when you're talking about over teaching, how do you decide when too much is too much? You know, that's a really good conversation. That's a really good question. And I think the biggest thing to remember when too much is too much is like, if it's taking you more than 40 minutes to get to your, to get to your main, you know, like to, to really get to your clothes, strong clothes. Mm -hmm. Now I know that there's a lot of keynotes where they want you to talk for 60 minutes or, or longer, right? I actually have a friend of mine who just recently did a two hour keynote. I'm like, what did you do for two hours? She said, I just, she said, I slowed things down. She said, I slowed things down and allowed the audience to really absorb what they did, what they, what I was teaching, she said. And, and I, and I used more slides to illustrate the depth of what we were bringing to the conversation. And she said that the most important thing to do was to engage your audience, your audience to, to give you input and feedback 
I bring someone up on stage with me when I do my 30 second presentation now. My third, or when I do my keynote, bring someone up on stage with me when I do, and we go through their 30 second message. I literally rewrite someone's 30 second message on stage with me. And it engages the audience in a way that they, they're not expecting it. What, a friend of mine recently, because I'm an archery instructor as well, a friend of mine recently asked me if I would ever get up on stage and talk about hitting your target audience and shoot archery on, on stage to illustrate that. So something we've been playing with, the only thing is a lot of event, event hosts really <laughs> are, are worried about me not hitting the target and hitting somebody else in the background. So I'm pretty good archer, you know, I am an instructor, but, um, but you know, the, I think the, the biggest thing is engaging your audience, right? But your question, but to your question, how do you know when too much, inf it, when information, when there's too much information, right? One of the things that I was trained to do is to practice my presentations before delivering them, get feedback, get good, honest feedback and have a core group of people that you work with and maybe other speakers um, or people in your network that you can do the presentation with and ask them, here are the three points I want to make sure that I'm getting across. Can you tell me if I'm getting them across? Is it too much information? Do I need to simplify it? Ask them for what type of feedback you want. And they, they will give it to you. They will help you refine it. So continuing along the same vein of mistakes, what is the biggest mistake that somebody makes with their 30-second pitch? Um, I think the biggest thing that people really struggle with when it comes to their big their 30-second message is not being clear about who they are and who they serve. Overcomplicating it. Right. It's got to be clear and concise when you can bring it down to the simple bones of what's the pain or problem that your ideal client struggles with? What's the resolution that you deliver for them? How, basically, how, how do they feel when, you know, when they, how do they feel once they're done working with you? Right. And then what's the call to action? What do you want them to do? That's a big piece that's missing from a lot of 30 second messages is the call to action. What do you want people to do once they know they want to connect with you? Do you want them to visit your website, schedule a call, you know, have a virtual coffee, invite them to a virtual coffee? What do you want them to do, right? Schedule a time slot on my podcast. What right. do you want people to do? And nine times out of 10, that's the one piece that people leave out is their call to action. It's just right, like marketing. How many, how many posts do you social media posts do you see out there that have no call to action? Great social media posts, but no call to action. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, great advice, Laura. So now I'd like to give you a couple of minutes to tell people a little bit more about what you do specifically and how they can get involved in your world if they so choose. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that, Brett. Being here with you on the spotlight on speakers has been amazing. I I I so appreciate you inviting me on. Um, what I do is I help people really understand the power of brand communication when it comes to your messaging. Attracting the right clients to you and your business is the key to having success. So working with audiences around the globe on understanding the power of brand communications, whether it's by using ChatGPT, whether it's by networking and getting your message out there, or even just the brand communications when it comes to what you're writing content on. Focusing, helping you focus on the fact that 
You are amazing. You solve the problems that your clients need you to solve and that your ideal clients need to hear. It's all about clarity, confidence, and compassion and being able to speak from a heart of service. So in, in my world with keynote speaking, I love getting up on stage and helping people understand that there is so much power in being in a heart of service and being focused on delivering good content to the people that you are meant to work with. And then in my workshops, I do the same thing. So being able to bring that to my audiences, whether it's through my books, the power of my books, I love working with professionals as well, because professionals, believe it or not, they need to have a 30 second message, whether they're in the office or outside of the office. And that helps to impact the marketing reach for the organization. So helping audiences around the world understand what it is that you need to communicate in a very clear, succinct way is the the premise behind 30 Second Success. All right. And to you find more out, they need to go to what website, Laura? I am actually branded as 30secondsuccess.com. Everywhere you go, all on my social media, it's three zero and then spell out the word secondsuccess.com. You'll find me everywhere uh, with that, with 30 seconds success. All right. So one thing you said there prompts an additional question in my mind, Laura, and that is, do you think people should have multiple 30 second pitches? I teach clients to have one specific message that is their go-to message. Because what happens is when you have a really strong 30 second message that you can repeat and people... And, and you are repeating it on a regular basis, especially with a network that you network with often, your network starts to remember your 30-second message and they can repeat it for you. So give them a repeatable message that, that, that helps them understand exactly what you do, who you need to meet, so that they can start talking about you. Because your message is not about selling to everybody in the room. Mm-hmm. Your message is about reaching beyond the people in the room, helping them see who it is that they can connect you with because that's what networking is all about. It's about connecting. It's not about, it's not about getting the people in the room to buy from you. It's getting them to introduce you to everybody that they know that can buy from you. Yeah, very good. Outstanding advice. So I want to thank Laura Templeton for being my guest on this episode of the Spotlight on Speaking show. If you haven't already, go to spotlightonspeaking.com and register with your favorite service to be notified of an all upcoming episodes. And as always, I wish everybody out there the greatest of success in all that you do. And may this year be your greatest year yet. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. This has been the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgway. Be sure to join us every week as we interview speaking industry pros and have them share their best tips for building a profitable speaking business. Until next week, thank you for tuning in. And remember to visit our website at SpotlightOnSpeaking.com so you can enjoy even more great episodes like this one. While you're here, be sure to subscribe via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Spotlight on Speaking show. Until then, our sincere best wishes to you for the greatest of success as you work to build your own profitable speaking business.